We all know about the atrocities that were committed by Hamas last October the 7th, which kicked off a vicious war as Israel defends herself from terrorists on every side. The toll on the Israeli people is staggering and massive. Hundreds of thousands of Israelis have been forced from their homes. Entire communities have been torn apart. Lives devastated by death and destruction. Well, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, they are right in the middle of it, all of this, every single day. They're distributing critical essentials for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. The need is great, and that's why I'm partnering with IFCJ right now. Every donation is urgently needed to help the people of Israel. To donate from your mobile phone, dial pound 250. When prompted, say the keyword support IFCJ. That's dial pound 250 from your mobile phone and say the keyword support IFCJ when prompted. Your gift will be matched to double the impact and help provide twice the support. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword support IFCJ. Thank you and God bless. Hi, I'm Ben Ferguson. Inflation is eating away at your purchasing power, risking your savings and future legacy. Now, with more taxes and an unsustainable national debt and the push for central bank digital currencies, financial freedom is at stake. If you have 50000 or more in retirement savings, you may be at risk. Freedom Gold USA is here to help you preserve and protect your wealth with physical gold and silver. Act now. Call them 1-800-655-8843 or visit freedomgoldusa.com slash Ben to see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. That's 1-800-655-8843 or freedomgoldusa.com slash Ben. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Harvard's president is out. That's right. The shortest tenure in history of Harvard. President Gay has resigned after Rocky testimony and plagiarism allegations. Now, I want you to understand this scandal adequately so you understand that this is not justice at all for what really should have gotten her in trouble. And that was what she said before Congress when she was testifying about anti-Semitism on campus and refusing to denounce those that were calling for genocide of the Jewish people on her campus. The Harvard president did not get fired for that. In fact, the university rallied behind her. The alumni rallied behind her. Other professors rallied behind her. The anti-Semitism was acceptable at Harvard and in the academic world uh, extended. Now, there was another reason why she also wasn't fired compared to the University of Penn president who did the same exact thing, uh, said the same thing when she was testifying before Congress. The difference was... Harvard President Gay is a woman who is a minority. She's black. And that is part of the reason why she didn't have to worry about losing her job for being anti-Semitic is because she is black and protected in two categories. 
She's a woke progressive uh, and a bigot, as well as an anti-Semite, a racist, all of the above. And yet, because she has the right color of skin and she is a woman and a hardcore lefty, she can say and do whatever she wants without having to worry about any repercussions. Now, there are some that are trying to report her firing now. Uh, is related to that testimony. I want to make it clear, it is not. She was not fired for her testimony. She was protected by the university for her being an anti-Semite. What got her in trouble was allegations, and they kept mounting more and more allegations of straight-up plagiarism for her academic work since she gave that testimony before Congress. Now, in a letter to the Harvard community, Gay said her decision to step down had been, quote, difficult beyond words. Try being a Jewish student on campus with you as the president. It would be actually difficult beyond words. She said, quote, after consultation with members of the corporation, it has become clear that it is in the best interest of Harvard for me to resign so that our community can navigate this moment of extraordinary challenge with a focus on the institution rather than an individual. Again, Harvard, the corporation, the university's 11-member governing body, said in an email to the community that its members had accepted Gay's resignation, quote, with sorrow. So they weren't really trying to push her out. It was just the fact that how does Harvard say they're a, a Ivy League university if their president has been caught plagiarizing, cheating multiple times. Now, the former University of Pennsylvania president, Liz McGill, and the MIT president, they all were together when they testified before the U.S. House of Representatives Committee on December the 5th about a rise in anti-Semitism on college campuses following the outbreak of the Israeli-Hamas war in October. The trio declined to give a definitive yes or no answer to uh, Republican Representative Stefanik's question as to whether calling for the genocide of Jews would violate their school's code of conduct regarding bullying and harassment, saying they had to balance it against free speech protections. Now, one of those three presidents actually got fired. And the only reason, to be clear, why the University of Penn president got fired or stepped down, let's be clear, she actually didn't get fired either. She's still a tenured law professor, still teaching anti-Semitic law, right, at the University of Penn. She didn't lose her paycheck. She didn't lose anything except for a title. She is still very much protected by the University of Pennsylvania. Liz is still there, still indoctrinating minds of students to hate Jewish people. Now, she did step down from being the president only because there was so much money, hundreds of millions that were being pulled if she was not taken out of the position of being the president. Moved to Harvard. Harvard, and there was many people at Harvard that said, we're going to pull our money. There were some law firms that said they would stop recruiting uh, law students from the University of Harvard Law School, and they continued to be defiant. It is not the anti-Semite aspect of this. It is only the fact that they're like, all right, 
How do we at Harvard uh, hold students to account when they cheat if the president of Harvard has been caught multiple times cheating? And it wasn't even, by the way, once, right? There was first, uh, there was her dissertation that they caught, uh, and then it got worse and worse and worse. It looks like she basically cheated on every major paper or accomplishment that she had in her academic record that people could find. Now, I'm going to tell you more about that because there's also another aspect of this. The mainstream media did not do the reporting that brought her down. It was actually the Free Beacon and others, conservatives, that did the digging on her dissertation and other things to find out um, that she was a cheater and just made it up as she went. But let me also remind you of what Harvard protected. This is what she said to Representative Stefanik at that hearing. And the Harvard president shamefully refusing with arrogance to say whether calling for the mass violence and genocide of the Jewish people is considered harassment or bullying on campus. And she did not get fired for this. And that is the point that everybody needs to understand. Listen. Dr. Gay, a Harvard student calling for the mass murder of African Americans is not protected free speech at Harvard, correct? Our commitment to free speech... It's a yes or no question. Is that corrected? Is that okay for students to call for the mass murder of African Americans at Harvard? Is that protected free speech? Our commitment to free speech... It's a yes or no question. Let me ask you this. You are president of Harvard, so I assume you're familiar with the term intifada, correct? I've heard that term, yes. And you understand that the use of the term intifada in the context of the Israeli-Arab conflict is indeed a call for violent armed resistance against the state of Israel, including violence against civilians and the genocide of Jews. Are you aware of that? That type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. And there have been multiple marches at Harvard with students chanting, quote, there is only one solution, intifada revolution, and, quote, globalize the intifada. Is that correct? I've heard that thoughtless, reckless, and hateful language on our campus, yes. So based upon your testimony, you understand that this call for intifada is to commit genocide against the Jewish people in Israel and globally, correct? I will say again, that type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. Do you believe that type of hateful speech is contrary to Harvard's code of conduct, or is it allowed at Harvard? It is at odds with the values of Harvard. Can you not say here that it is against the code of conduct at Harvard? We embrace a commitment to free expression, even of views that are objectionable, offensive, hateful. It's when that speech crosses into conduct that violates our policies against bullying, harassment, Does that speech not cross that barrier? Does that speech not call for the genocide of Jews and the elimination of Israel? When you speech- testify that you understand that is the def- definition of intifada. Let, let me just pause there. What she just said there is not what got her fired. It's the fact that she cheated so many times and plagiarized so many times to a point where you couldn't defend it and it was going to undermine everything that everybody had ever done that was great at Harvard. And it had become a distraction. It is not the anti-Semitic rhetoric. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And head and shoulders bare soothing hydration shampoo a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients offer expires march 26 restrictions apply promotions may vary visit safeway.com for more details how could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life my name is chris moody host of the new podcast finding matt drudge i'm a reporter who's covered politics for years and in this podcast i'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive matt drudge the founder of the drudge report along the way i'll talk to people who've worked with him dined with him and fought with him taking listeners into private conversations all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who drudge is and what motivates him i'll also be chasing down tips from you the listener through a special hotline so if you know where drudge is right now or have a great drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul please give us a call at 301-200-2414 hopefully by the time this show ends the man who knows drudge best matt drudge himself will break his silence and sit down with us listen to finding matt drudge on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this president sat there and smirked, sat there and mocked Congress, sat there and made it clear that if you are a student at the University of Harvard, you can call for the genocide of Jews on campus and anywhere in the world, and there will be no repercussions from the University of Harvard's perspective. And then she's challenged on it. And keep listening because it gets worse. She's like, I won't, I'm not going to agree to anything that you and Congress are trying to tell me to agree to. You know, I can, I, I will defend the students calling for, for, for Intifada, calling for the genocide of Jews. This is what Harvard is teaching your kids. This is their leadership. Is that speech according to the code of conduct or not? We embrace a commitment to free expression and give a wide berth to free expression, even of views that are objectionable. You and I both know that's not the case. You are aware that Harvard ranked dead last when it came to free speech. Are you not aware of that report? As I observed earlier, I reject that characterization. It's the data shows it's true. And isn't it true that Harvard previously rescinded multiple offers of admissions for applicants and accepted freshmen for sharing offensive memes, uh, racist statements, sometimes as young as 16 years old? Did Harvard not rescind those offers of admission? That long predates my time as president. But you understand that Harvard made that decision to rescind those offers of admission. I have no reason to contradict the facts as you present them. Correct, here. because it's a fact. You're also aware that a Winthrop House faculty dean was let go over, he, over who he chose to legally represent, correct? That was while you were dean. That is an incorrect characterization of what transpired. What's the characterization? 
I'm not going to get into details about a personnel matter. Well, let me ask you this. Will admissions offers be rescinded or any disciplinary action be taken against students or applicants who say, from the river to the sea or intifada, advocating for the murder of Jews? As I've said, that type of hateful, reckless, offensive speech is personally abhorrent to me. And today that when no action will be taken, what action will be taken? When speech crosses into conduct that violates our policies, including policies against bullying, harassment, or intimidation, we take action and we have robust disciplinary processes that allow us to hold individuals accountable. What action has been taken against students who are harassing and calling for the genocide of Jews on Harvard's campus? I can assure you we have robust What actions have been taken? I'm not asking actions underway. I, I'm asking what actions have been taken against given, those students. Given students' rights to privacy and our obligations under FERPA, I will not say more about any specific cases other than to reiterate that processes are ongoing. Processes are ongoing. I'm not going to tell you what I've done. So she leaves that meeting, that committee meeting on December the 5th, smiling, smirking, and basically saying, I don't have to answer your questions. More than 70 U.S. lawmakers then signed a letter demanding that the governing boards of the three universities remove the president, citing dissatisfaction with their testimony. Then, fast forward, McGill resigned after seeing, receiving backlash for her comments at University of Penn. Remember, she's not protected, right? She's a white woman, so can't be protected. Okay, she's a woman, but there was money. There was people and donors saying, if she keeps her job, you lose my 50 million, my 20 million, my 100 million. Harvard, on the other hand, they said, no, we're going to stay. We're going to stand by you because we back what you're saying. We back what you're doing. Then, thank goodness, there were conservatives that moved forward and said, all right, let's see what else this woman has said in her past. Now we know the Harvard president, Gay, has resigned amid a deepening plagiarism scandal that has nothing to do with her testimony, which was that, hey, at Harvard, you can hate Jewish people and call for their, them to be systemically wiped off the face of the earth with genocide. She resigned on Tuesday following this. A disastrous congressional testimony? No. Instead, scores of plagiarism allegations being unearthed in recent weeks. Her six-month tenure marks the shortest tenure in Harvard's history. And her resignation... Just six months and two days into her presidency marks her tenure as the president. She will go down as the shortest in history. That according to a report by the Harvard Crimson. Now, let's talk about what she is accused of doing that actually got her fired. Again, it is not what you think, which is her anti-Semitic beliefs, because Harvard has no problem hating Jews. Now, these plagiarism allegations surfaced in official academic complaints against the Harvard president. These allegations that have been unearthed in an official academic complaint against the Harvard president, this came a week after more than 40 other allegations of plagiarism against gay had been given to the university. 
Those documents were obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. Let me read for you what the Free Beacon wrote about this. Again, Harvard's Research Integrity Office received the complaint on Tuesday detailing over 40 cases of alleged plagiarism. Harvard University received the complaint outlining the 40 allegations of plagiarism against the embattled president. The documents paint a picture of a pattern of misconduct more extensive than had been previously reported and puts the Harvard Corporation, the university's governing body, which said it initiated an independent review of Gay's scholarship and issued a statement of support for her leadership back in the spotlight. The new allegations, which were submitted to Harvard's Research Integrity Officer, Stacy Springs, include the examples reported by the Washington Free Beacon, as well as other outlets, as well as, a, as dozens of additional cases in which Gay quoted or paraphrased authors without proper attribution. That according to a copy of the complaint reviewed by the Free Beacon. They range from missing quotation marks around a few phrases or sentences to entire paragraphs lifted verbatim and then passed along as their own words. The full list of examples spans seven of Gay's publications, two more than previously reported, which compromise almost half of her scholarly output. Though the Harvard Corporation said earlier this month that it initiated an, quote, independent review of Gay's work in October and found their words, no violation of Harvard standards for research misconduct, that probe focused on just three papers. It's impossible that your office has already it, it reviewed the entirety of these materials. The complaint reads, as many have not been previously reported and or submitted. All allegations of faculty plagiarism must be reviewed by Harvard's research integrity officer, according to the school's official policies, and if deemed credible, are referred for further investigation. A guilty finding can result in a range of consequences, including suspension, rank reduction, and termination of employment. In determining the appropriate sanction, the school claims to consider whether this, the misconduct was an isolated event or a part of a pattern, quote unquote. Lurking in the background of the new complaint is the question of whether Gay, Harvard's 30th president, will be held to the same standards as the university's own students, dozens of whom are disciplined for plagiarism each year. The school has typically been softer on faculty accused of academic dishonesty, either giving them a symbolic slap on the wrists or dismissing the charges altogether. There's a double standard, and now it has outraged the students. Back in 2005, for example, the Harvard declined to sanction one of its star law professors, Larry Tribe, after he plagiarized just one author. The Harvard Crimson's editorial board lamblasted the glaring double standard and demanded Tribe be punished. Students caught plagiarizing are routinely suspended for semesters or even entire academic years. For professors who plagiarize, however, not even a modification of punishment seems to be in play. Now, the Free Beacon independently verified the veracity of the new allegations against Gay as well as the identity of the complainant a professor at another university who requested amenity for fear of retaliation. Harvard did not respond to requests for comment when they exposed all of this. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When Gay gave her disastrous testimony to Congress and her tone-deaf answers to questions about anti-Semitism, including one uh, excruciating exchange in which Gay refused to say that calls for genocide violated Harvard policy, you have to remember that that testimony prompted a, quote, fake, and I call it fake because clearly they were just more of like, all right, we got to act like we care, they had a, a fake emergency meeting of the Harvard Corporation to, to, quote, decide gay's fate. Guess what? They stood by her, right? The board deliberated. They stood by her. And then they're like, all right, well, we don't have a problem with this because clearly we're anti-Israel at Harvard as well. And she's a protected woman who's African-American, so we can do whatever we want to. And we, we, we support Marxists and socialists and communists being in positions of power at these universities. And that's exactly what was on display in front of Congress. Um, it only brought to light that Gay had plagiarized, and I'm reading now from the article, nearly 20 scholars over the course of her career. Additional examples were uncovered by the Manhattan Institute's Christopher Rufo. And the New York Post, also Isabel Vincent, exposed even more plagiarism by the president of Harvard. In its statement, by the way, voicing support for gay, the Harvard Corporation, which is led by Obama administration, Secretary of Commerce, and includes the former presidents of Princeton University and Amherst College. So if you want to understand who's running our universities, these are the people doing it. Okay, they did not clarify who conducted the investigation into, quote, gays research which articles it covered or whether it adhered to Harvard's policies for investigating research misconduct. 
A spokesman for Gay and the Harvard Corporation did not respond to requests for comments either. So they were basically like, all right, look, we're going to try to cover this up. We'll see what happens. Now, the statement also admitted that Harvard retained the bulldog litigation firm Clark Locke which boasts on its website of representing those unfairly, quote-unquote, targeted by the media. Claire Locke then threatened the New York Post, the outlet that first brought the articles to the school's attention with legal action. That, according to the Post reporting, successfully suppressing the story for nearly two months. Claire Locke's unfairly targeted clients include Matt Lauer, and Russian oligarchs, such as the one who is under U.S. sanctions right now, Oleg. Though the initial review cleared Gay of any wrongdoing, that's what the university said. The corporation said that the president was proactively questioning corrections on two papers. So when that wasn't enough to bring down the president of Harvard, right, they're still covering for her. Then the new complaints came out. They forced a more comprehensive reckoning at a time when even liberal media outlets, including at this point now the Boston Globe, the Chronicle of Higher Education, and the Crimson, were talking and taking concerns about Gay's scholarship seriously. It could also hold Harvard's feet to the fire over the school's legal threat to the Post, a move the complaint says violated the school's own research misconduct policy which forbids retaliation against complainants, right? Well, apparently not, right? Because they're hiring a law firm and then going after holding an article from the New York Post they had to hold for almost two months. Even apparent retaliation must be reported to Harvard's research integrity officer who should protect and restore the position and reputation of the person against whom the retaliation is directed, the policy states. The complainant asked Harvard to open a separate inquiry into whether this policy was followed. So, if you think that this is some sort of justice for what she said in front of Congress, you're being lied to. If you think that she was fired because of her anti-Semitic remarks, you are being lied to. Harvard has no problem with anti-Semitism. I'm going to say that again. Harvard has no problem with anti-Semitism with those who hate Jews. In fact, they will, they will protect you and they will grow your influence and your sphere if you are anti-Semitic at the university. Second thing is this. Harvard also has no problem with people that are successful that cheat as long as they are, I guess, anti-Semites In the process of doing that, Harvard protected at all costs. I mean, at all costs. Harvard protected their president when it came to anti-Semitism. It was just the fact that they couldn't overlook the, the, the 25, 30, the growing number of complaints. These six new charges of plagiarism, half of Gay's published works now implicated in this growing scandal, was too much for Harvard to protect her anymore because of the complaint filed with the university, breathing fresh life into this president's lack of work ethic. Now, if you look at the total number, and this has just been reported now by the Free Beacon, the presidency of Gay had a total of, 
allegations that was now of plagiarism now nearing 50. Let me break that down for you. Seven of Gay's 17 published works have already been impacted by the scandal, but the new charges, which have not been previously reported, extended into an, into an eighth. In a 2001 article, Gay lifts nearly half a page of material verbatim from another scholar, David Cannon, a political science professor at the University of Wisconsin. The, that article, The Effect of Minority districts and minority representation on political participation in California include some of the most extreme and clear-cut cases of plagiarism yet. At one point, Gay borrows four sentences from Cannon's 1999 book, Race, Redistricting, and Representation. The unintended consequences of black majority districts without quotation marks and with only minor uh, semantical tweaks to the text. She does not cite Cannon anywhere in or near the passage, though he does appear in the bibliography. Beyond that, Gay's first two footnotes are copied verbatim from Cannon's end notes. You can see them side by side now on my Twitter. You can or X Ben Ferguson show there. Cannon, like several of the scholars Gay has quoted without attribution, insisted that she had done nothing wrong, quotes the Free Beacon. I am not at all concerned about the passages, Cannon told the Washington Free Beacon. This isn't even close to an example of academic plagiarism. Though Harvard's governing body, the Harvard Corporation, said in mid-December that it had reviewed Gay's published works and found several cases of inadequate citations, it did not identify any of the examples described in the new complaint, which was submitted to the school's research integrity officer. The reviews were clear. Time and time again, she decided to take words from others and plagiarize them verbatim. Another example was in another paper, and the allegation that was filed Monday also included more material from Gay's dissertation, which has already received three corrections. And one of the new examples, Gay, who works in quantitative political science, lifts a full sentence from her thesis advisor, Gary King, to describe a mathematical model, she does not cite King in the, in, in the document at all or put his words in quotation marks. If you put them side by side, they read verbatim. So what did you learn from all this? This is a woman that every time she did something that was important, she didn't do it on her own. She took words from other people and used those words and decided to use those words to make herself look brilliant. That's why Harvard was forced to get rid of her and to force her resignation. It was not, I will say this again, it was not because of her anti-Semitism. Did Harvard right the wrong and get rid of someone who was an anti-Semite? No, they protected her till the very end as an anti-Semite. Do not be fooled by what this actually is. Make sure that you share this podcast, please, with your family and your friends. It's very important that you do that so they can hear the real story of why uh, Gay was fired or why, she, I guess you could say, she resigned from Harvard. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. 
Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.